Hello and welcome to launching the pilot. launching the pilot episode 297 and this time we're talking Seinfeld or the Seinfeld Chronicles which is 89 to 01 which is 172 episodes nine seasons and this one's either called good news bad news or just called Seinfeld or just called the pilot I'm not sure I couldn't determine which one <laughs> and I'm joined by Gidget and Colonel Kickhead oh. hello <laughs> yay hi <laughs> I'm a bit rusty. <laughs> yeah, it's it's finally happening. We've had a few goes of getting here, but here we are. Yeah, eventually. Yep. Yeah. So, first question: What's it called? <laughs> well, well, I mean, I think officially it's called um, the Seinfeld Chronicles because that's what the show was going to be called when when they sort of did the pilot. But yeah, it seems like it's got a, a bunch of different names. I mean, I, I think we could probably just run season one, episode one. That, that's, yeah. that's pretty yeah. much what it is but uh it, it's a weird thing like normally i notice when that they they play this show on rotation they don't normally play this episode because when i went back and watched it again for this um podcast i'm like i don't remember seeing this too many times this particular episode whereas all the others i've seen hundreds of times but yeah i think i think I it's, only I... it's, it's streaming now i've seen it i, I don't remember seeing it before so no, I've seen it, but I remember seeing it when it first aired, um, definitely. But I haven't seen it too many times, I guess, you know, because it's kind of slightly out of continuity with the rest of the show, um, they don't play it very often. I think, I think that's the often. reason. I think you've got, well, you've got Kramer, uh, played by Michael Richards. He's called Kessler in yes. this. Yeah, We haven't got Elaine yet. Um, she comes in, I think, second, the very second episode. Uh, instead, yeah. we've got a waitress that they were going to make as a main character, uh, Claire. Um, yeah, yeah but... who lasted this episode, and I don't think she was in any. <laughs> it's always a good that, sign. So. Yeah, yeah, poor, poor woman. She really got dudded on being part of this, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> well, they just didn't know it was going to. I mean, it just it didn't play well to audiences. Um, but uh, I I think her name uh, Lee Lee Garlington. Man, she was playing um, the waitress. Yeah, and she was actually Nancy Stork in Cobra. Oh, okay. I was trying to think where I remember her from, and she was in. Oh, she, you podcasted she, that. Yeah, uh, she's done a, a, a lot of a lot of work, so she went on, so she didn't really suffer. And uh, that's the thing with Seinfeld. I mean, you know, you go back and you watch all the episodes, and so many people's oh, future TV careers yeah. were launched. In you yeah, know, in they had Seinfeld. a lot of famous guest stars in Seinfeld that that went on to to big things. I mean, you say that Claire didn't really suffer, but I mean, I'm sure she would have liked ultimately getting like what what were they getting at one point, like two hundred seventy five thousand dollars an episode or something. Yeah, I think it was up to time. nearly a, a mil. It was like Simpsons. It was a lot sort of, of money. Yeah. And, uh, but, I mean, it's it's that. It still holds. I mean, you know, we obviously be talking we're talking about the pilot. Um, but uh, not including the pilot, there was only four episodes that were ordered for this for the first season that's, of Seinfeld, right, and yeah. it's still to this day the smallest sitcom order in television history. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, I remember it was basically budgeted for the four episodes because they didn't really have a lot of faith in it because they kind of did the pilot um, and it tested okay with the executives apart from Brandon Tartikoff, who I think was sort of like the head of TV at NBC at the time, who said it was too New York and too Jewish. Um, but um, <laughs> that it, it played okay with the executives, but when they, they put it in front of a test audience, um, they hated it, absolutely hated it. It was the... I think one of the worst tested um, sitcom pilots in TV history. Um, that's how bad it went. But yeah, I think one of the executives had enough faith in it that he personally out of his own um, budget for his section of NBC, he actually paid for them to make four episodes of it. I think it was Warren Litt Littlefield. No, I don't think it was Warren. I think it was um, Rick, someone, I can't remember his, I can't remember his name. <laughs> So many names. But uh, Warren, <laughs> Warren Littlefield definitely had faith in it. Um, Brandon Tartikoff, not so much. But, um, I mean, they ended up making four episodes and then they ordered another nine, I think. So, you know, that pretty much entails what the, the first season was. I mean, it's funny. I remember when this show, when Seinfeld first aired in Australia, um, one of the networks had it. Um, and they had no faith in it whatsoever. They put it on, I think, at like 10 o'clock at night on one night and um, they actually swapped it with one of the other networks for married with children, which I think was in about its fifth or sixth season by that point um, and was kind of on the wane, but um, it ended up obviously being, you know, very, very successful for the other network and married with children kind of went into mediocrity, I think towards the, the last seasons. But um, yeah, I mean, they certainly the American network wasn't the only one that didn't really have a lot of faith in it at the start. Yeah, I, yeah. I was surprised when I streamed it um, a, a few years ago on uh, Prime or something. It was on. There's only like five episodes in the first season. I thought, oh, it's gone on the, to season two, but I've only watched five. <laughs> and then I'll, there is only five. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice yes. and short. And, and of course, it went on to become, it's still to this day, the most successful sitcom show in television history. Yeah, yeah. Well, so a show about like... nothing. <laughs> you know ended up running well what was it nine seasons i think and i mean the thing the thing about seinfeld which is probably unusual for a lot of sitcoms it's one of those shows where even though it was of a time which you know it's quite a while ago now i mean you know i was in my early 20s i think when it aired um originally back in the early 90s late 80s but um it it, it hasn't really dated too much it's it's oddly a show that you can still watch again um, yeah. whereas a lot of sitcoms, I think, date very badly. I mean, I, I know a lot of the, the British sitcoms, you know, Gidget and I would have watched growing up in the 70s. Um, there's no way in hell you would play those things now, given, no, like, shouldn't. the nature of the, the, some of the things that they used to do in them. I mean, you know, the, the racism, it, it, there's just no way. I mean, given, you know, the current sort of culture of how we look at the past through the lens of today, there's no way they could play some of those. But Seinfeld, other than like, you know, maybe a couple of episodes later on, like I know the Puerto Rican Day Parade episode sort of gets a bit of bad rap in America. But um, on the whole, it, it, it actually holds up really well, even to this day. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I, I'm not sure the pilot holds up as well as the rest of the series does, but... But um, it's, it's still a story you can sort of relate to. It's, it's not... Oh, there. no, totally. It's not the technology oh, no, hasn't totally. moved on. <laughs> it's, it's, still, no. it's still the basics. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, as as a show, I think Seinfeld holds up 
you know, pretty well. Pretty well. Yeah, um, I, I mean, well, you know, there's the, relevant things. I mean, you you and I watched last weekend the the making, like you know, the documentary about Seinfeld, and they talked quite a lot about the pilot. Um, yeah, they did. Epi- six, six, six episodes on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's it. How it began. Yeah, it was really yeah. Good. How it began. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's fascinating though, and, we, and the really bloopers is. are hilarious. And this—that's the interesting thing. Uh, watching the bloopers tape, even though uh, Kramer was the goofiest, I'd say, uh, on the show. Certainly, you know, the, you know, the falling over and all that sort of thing. Uh, Michael Richards himself was actually the most serious of the four. Yes. And and it was actually Jason Alexander and and the, and and Jerry uh, and Julia that would just crack up constantly and actually michael richards would get the right shits about it yeah, um, he didn't take it take it as in quite the same vein as the rest i think he he was you know very focused let's put it that way it was a little bit more professional in terms of how he liked to conduct things and he wasn't really a joking around i think he he got very much into character and couldn't sort of break it he was that sort and he didn't like the scene being broken um because he felt it it like you know broke the flow but you know, every everyone's different in terms of their their method, I guess. But I mean, yeah, it I was, seems I like watching, they they all had a good time. I was watching some of the bloopers, and he, you could see he's, they they said, "Right, ready to roll now." He goes, "She's still laughing, no, <laughs> no, Julie, is still laughing. We can't go yet." Yeah, he goes, "Yeah." You can see there's a little bit of frustration in there, but yeah. And as Jason Alexander said, you know, in that in the doc- documentary that you can watch online, um, they, you know, they all said it was it was. A, Michael Richards is a brilliant character actor um, and he's very, very good at comedy. And it's quite um, common with a lot of comedians. I hear Rowan Atkinson's very serious as well. Yes. Um, yeah, a lot a lot of people that are comedy actors, Peter Sellers was the same. Uh, the minute they're not doing their sort of funny clown routine, they're really intense, very yeah. serious, sometimes quite often depressive type people. Which uh, I think is why a lot of a lot of them go on to be quite good as dramatic actors um, and, and make the changeover. I mean, Robin Williams was, was very good when he did dramatic roles, um, mm. as, are, as are a lot of other comedic actors. But, um, but yeah, they, they can be quite serious, very, very different to the persona that you would think based on, you know, how they come across. Yes. I mean, they, yeah. certainly, they certainly hit pay dirt because, I mean, obviously, you know, talking about the pilot, um, that they had Michael Richards who eventually became Kramer, but in the first episode uh, was called Kessler. And many people might say, well, why is that? But, of course, the creators of this show, Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David, Larry David had a neighbour who still, I think, does tours in New York called Kramer, and he wanted he used Ken, to do the same thing as... Ken Kramer. Sorry? Sorry? Ken Kramer. Yeah, Kenny Kramer, yeah. Kenny, Kenny Kramer. Kramer, yeah. Uh, and he would just uh, come over to Larry David's place uninvited, just just walk on in. Uh, he was a real party boy, and so when Larry David told him about this, he wanted to play the role of Kramer. So Larry David thought it was best that they change his name to Kessler because it turns out that the real Kramer was a bit of a pain in the bum, uh, and uh, he ended up requesting quite a lot of money for the – because Jerry really wanted – the name Kramer. Yeah, it grown attached uh, to it, hadn't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. He'd heard so much about this guy. And as Jerry said, it was just in his mind. This character was Kramer, not Kessler. Uh, and another interesting thing with the pilot, uh, Kramer, Kessler, has a dog. Well, they yes. 
quickly kowtowed that because, you know, imagine trying to like train a dog for every episode and especially in front of a live studio audience. So they poo-pooed that. And of course, well, the interesting said, thing is, and, and I didn't realize this when, when I looked it up and I was sort of looking at it because I thought that was odd. Like, you know, I was watching it again. I'm like, I don't remember him ever having a dog. That's just weird. <laughs> um, but apparently where it came from, um, what they obviously did was they obviously filmed Jerry doing a whole bunch of stand-up. And part of that stand-up that they filmed, um, Jerry had some jokes about dogs. Um, so they put the dog in the episode so that could then segue to, to Jerry doing the, the on-stage bit about dogs. Uh. But they ended up cutting it out um, of the stand-up side. So, you know, it, it didn't. It, it it made no sense when you sort of saw it. You're like, this dog came out of nowhere and then was never, ever seen again. Um, I mean, I don't know what Kramer did with it, but, um, but yeah, it, <laughs> it was basically a setup. <laughs> yeah, it was basically done as a setup. So, so if, if well, I guess we'll, we'll get into talking about the pilot. So from, from what I recall watching the making of thing and, and from, you know, Basically, the the original setup was obviously NBC approached Jerry about doing something. Um, he then decided to work with Larry David, who uh, performed at the same comedy club, I think, in New York he did. Um, and Larry David had done some writing for uh, Saturday Night Live, which is is where he also knew yeah. Julia Louise Dreyfus he, he from. He got one sketch on in what's it three years? Yeah, right? <laughs> that, believe it or not, that's not uncommon. It's quite yeah. interesting. You actually read about it. There's a lot of like famous comedians, people like Louis C.K. that actually wrote for Saturday Night Live, um, and never got a sketch on air ever. Um, which you know, it, the funny thing is, if you watch Saturday Night Live, you're like, really, that's what they ran with. That's the best. I, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what yeah. what Larry David came up with, with Louis C.K. came up with, but maybe you should have run with that over what you ran with, because I I don't think Saturday Night Live's that good. So, it, and and of course they famously fired Larry David, and then he turned up to work and pretended <laughs> like he never got fired, which. They, they later used in an episode of Seinfeld for George, like pretending like he didn't yeah, quit and, and just turning up to work. Larry in. David's it's life is, is in Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, totally. Well, well yeah. that's the thing. I mean, at the end of the George. day. And I remember, yeah, he, you know, watching that, Jerry said to Larry David, do you want to play George? And Larry David was like, no, no way. No way. Because, yeah. I, I mean, people, anyone that watches, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm, that's pretty much Larry David playing Larry David. Um, totally. And that, that's that, exactly that great, what he's That great like. story when he used to do stand up and he as they said as I, one of them said you know he was very much the comedian's comedian comedians the other comedians would come out and watch him but he had such distaste for the audience uh and that's not very appealing when you're an audience member and he'd just like get to a point if they weren't laughing enough and just tell them to can we swear on this podcast yeah you can you can yeah he'd, he'd just tell you them can. to get fucked to the audience <laughs> yeah. uh, you know he just basically poo-pooed the audience um and the other comedians thought that was hilarious and then he'd just walk off so probably best as a writer and i think <laughs> he's you know from the interviews lately he certainly got a bit more gentle in his old age but you know J jerry and him just got on they're, they're complete opposites and of course um michael richards got the job because he worked with larry david on a show called friday which was a bit of a saturday night live Rip off, yeah. I think they said. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it was yeah. probably better than Saturday Night Live. I, I can't say I've ever seen it, but it looked like there were some very talented people involved. So, so who knows? Well, but... I think with, I think with Saturday Night Live just going off off cuff a bit, that the real heyday was when Bill Murray was there and Gilda Radner oh. 
and you know Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi and all that. And I mean, how do you top that? I mean, I still I, I think Tina Fey is very funny. I think a lot of the people that have, you know, Will Ferrell and all that 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 have come after, but that you know, and Eddie Murphy as well. Um, that that was sort of the heydays of the Saturday night. Live yeah. And they sort of move era. on, don't they? And new people come in, but yeah. They, they just keep changing cast. I mean, I think it's one of those things. They've had some very talented people on it. Um, they've had some very talented writers. I, I'm just not sure um, whether or not the people that run the show know how to best make take advantage of all that. But, you know, it, it is what it is. But, I mean, you know, look, they fired Larry David. And, you know, I'm sure he ended up being richer than just about <laughs> anyone involved with Saturday Night Live. Yeah. You think Saturday Night Live um, in the seems, long run. seems a bit by committee sketches get on then, you think you... That's, this... that's what it feels like. It feels yeah. like, yeah, basically, I, the, I, from what I understand, and this is how, to be fair, this is how a lot of those sketch oh, yeah. comedy shows work. They have a writer's room full of talented writers and they all pitch ideas um, and then they decide which sketches they're going to run with and then they hand them out to the, the, the cast and they do them. But it, it turns out that, yeah, there can be some very talented people who don't get their, their sketches on. But, I mean, look, you know, that that experience, because, I mean, as Jerry said, Larry David was the only person he knew that had written anything, basically. He didn't really <laughs> yeah. know anyone that was a writer. So he thought, oh, well, I'll get Larry to, to write with me because I honestly don't know anyone else that's no. written anything. And I like um, Jerry's very laid back either as well, isn't he? He says, "Well, if this doesn't take off, uh, I'll just go back to stand up. No problem." That's <laughs> so, it. You know, he wasn't wasn't hugely bothered by it. I mean, no. Larry David's a bit more of a neurotic character, but I mean, I think the original concept for the show was going to be it was going to be a ninety minute special, and what they were going to do is follow Jerry around for a week, having him interact um, with people, and then show how that becomes the material for his stand-up. But um, Jerry just felt that wasn't going to work as a 90-minute. They couldn't sustain 90 he minutes said, of that. He said half so, hour, maybe, yeah. But yeah, maybe minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah. So, you know, that's how it kind of turned into, well, let's write a 30-minute a show. Um, and, you know, Larry David and, and Jerry were sort of in a Korean supermarket, um, and that's when... And that's when Larry David, they were just sort of talking about things in the supermarket. And that's when Larry David said, you know, this is what the show should be. It should, you know, just be people talking yeah. about like, you know, stuff that's happening to them normally. And that's, of course, you know, where um, it, the, the famous like, you know, it's a show about nothing, nothing. comes from that they later parodied, <laughs> you know, because in season four, of course, the whole of season four kind of concerned them talking about um jerry and george on the show writing a pilot for nbc so they kind of you know life imitated art and they did a version um of what happened to them in creating the show in the first place yeah i took that clip um, it, out, out of it because and it's about nothing absolutely nothing <laughs> so you're saying i go into nbc and tell them i got this idea for a show yes, when, when, when you, i'm new to um, brian's soundboard so we're looking forward to what uh what, what Brian what had hidden there in his little soundboard. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's, that's very cute. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to so... remember to pause, Colonel, so that Brian can use his soundboard. No, I will. <laughs> I will. Um, right. I, don't want to tread, I don't want to tread on the soundboard's uh, thunder. Oh, no, I uh, can't do that. <laughs> no, exactly. So, so yeah, so they basically created a 30-minute show. And it sounds, I, I think Larry and Jerry wrote it, rewrote it multiple times, submitted it to NBC, and then someone else rewrote it, which um, Larry David wasn't very happy about no. because <laughs> no. um, he kind of feels that, you know, 
he's very attached, I guess, to, yeah. to what he's written. I think the whole pilot process, it, in fact, it sounds like if you actually hear Larry David talk about Seinfeld, um, it, it sounds like the whole thing was like a nightmare from start to finish for yeah. him. But, I mean, obviously it wasn't. That's just him. That's just how he is. But <laughs> I, think, um, I, think, I think that's why he went on to do Curb Your Enthusiasm because he's, he is a character within himself and just everything annoys him. He's yeah. just one of those people that seems happiest when they're grumpy. Yeah, I think as Jerry yeah. said, this is this is like the first time Larry was going to quit. <laughs> but yeah. we got used to it over the years. <laughs> yeah, he quit multiple times. I think I think he quit. Like, there was a couple of seasons towards the end there. He actually quit for real and didn't come back until the final season, I think. But yeah, he, he he's that sort of person. I mean, it, it, you know, he talked about writing the pilot was a nightmare and then having to write the next four episodes was a nightmare. And it, it, he's just that, that sort of person. But, you know, I mean, look, you know, they made the pilot. I mean, Larry David to this day says he can't really watch the pilot because yeah. um, he doesn't feel like it was what they wrote. Um, and he didn't agree with the directing the directing, he didn't agree with anything, I think, pretty much, other than the with, casting. <laughs> with three cameras, a free camera show. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the the, the, the famous scene in, in Seinfeld where George is saying, no, it's a show about nothing and I'm pulling the plug and I'm walking out unless you do that, that in reality was actually over the NBC executive saying, you know, it has to be a three-camera show and him saying, nope, one camera. That's the, that's what it is. It's a one camera show, and if you don't don't stick with that, we're we're walking. Um, so he he was very much very much like that. But you know, look at the end of the day. I mean, they got the they got the yeah. pilot made one way or another. It was Not that they thought saying, it was going to go under. They'd argue about things that had nothing to do with the show. You're thinking, what's what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, he, he just left them to it, didn't he? He just walked away and left them to it. Yeah. Basically, I think yeah. that's most people's so, dreams, though. If you, if you know, you're the creator, you don't want people interfering in your dream. No. Uh, so it was probably it's probably a good thing sometimes if if the the pen pushers don't have a lot of faith in your yes. show because they usually just leave you alone then. And as I say, it was a small niche show, really. So this is this is why it works. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exactly. That's the got... thing. I mean, you know, it is what it, it, at the end of the day, it's a very ensemble. You know, it's a very yeah. ensemble cast thing, and it works. I mean, the, the the four leads, and I mean, obviously, look, you know, credit to the NBC executives. Their one, you know, big note when they went from the pilot into the four episodes were you need a female character in it. Um, you, you and mean they need a uh... oh, woman. <laughs> you said it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that's exactly right, and they 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 did need. And and Julia Louis Dreyfus was was perfect for oh, that, yeah. absolutely perfect for it. And and that ensemble cast, the camaraderie that the four of them had, I mean, it was infectious and it worked. I mean, you know, it, it's one of those rare shows. They ended it. They never really went back um, and did it again. I think there was kind of an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where they had a little bit of a reunion. Some of them getting together. together. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but you know that no, that was it. It ended. Yeah. Um, they left it at that and um, moved on. But yeah. um, it, it, it was just like, you know, lightning in a bottle. I, I, think. I remember Jerry I mean, you know, on the, the Larry King show and 
uh, Larry said to him, oh, why was it cancelled? He goes, it wasn't cancelled. It was never cancelled. <laughs> we ended it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he famously did. <laughs> he was like, do, do, do you know what happened, Larry? Do you even know what you're talking about? <laughs> to be honest, Larry Larry, uh, Larry King probably didn't. No, <laughs> he probably, probably never watched it. <laughs> he didn't seem like the type that did his research or anything like that. No. So I, I I guess what we can do is like talk about the episode itself. Yeah, yeah there's not, not too much to it really, is there? <laughs> not really. It's a pretty simple. It's a pretty simple little premise and story. Yeah. But basically, like you know, it kind of starts with um, Jerry and George in a, in a coffee shop um, talking to Pete, each other. Pete's, Pete's luncheonette. So that changed Pete's as luncheonette. well. Oh, oh yeah. of course we yeah. get the, the famous stand-up bit at the beginning. About oh, being, of course, yeah. People are out, want to be in. People are in, want to be out. I don't know. It's something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a funny thing. I mean, the the early season, um, probably the first couple of seasons, um, there was a lot more focus on the stand-up thing. Um, I mean, and eventually it sort of became more of an afterthought thing. But you could kind of see in this pilot, it really was based very much around, okay, well, have these things happen in the episode and – then we'll show Jerry, you know, doing part of his his routine yeah. um, about those things that are happening, whether it's relationships or um, the dog. I, thing I, that actually, never I actually wrote it down. I wrote down his stand up bits. I missed the first bit, but mm. I wrote down. So he does a few jokes about clothes and their ultimate time is being in the wash and what is what's up with socks. Yes, uh, it's like one one sock when they're in the hamper decides, all right, I'm out of here. And then, you know, there's there's washing liquids to get out blood stains, and it's like washing your clothes should be the last issue if you've got blood stains on it. Uh, then he did a whole thing about the dating world and women and cotton wool balls. Uh, <laughs> and he uses the cotton wool balls to as tumbleweeds so that the cockroaches think that uh, it's, it's a, a dead town and they'll move on. Uh, Gosh, and it's then just he like this to Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just a natural stand-up. Uh, then there's uh, what women are thinking. And, of course, you know, basically women have got all these thoughts in their head and men are just thinking about one thing, that's women. Uh, yes. And the, the point that they've reached that, you know, the whistling and tooting a car horn, and that's about the, the limit. So if a guy toots a car ideas horn, after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Limit. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so that, that, that was sort of his highlights of his, his stand-up in this pilot episode. Uh, and I did, I did find the, the the women. What are women thinking? The funniest out of all of them. <laughs> well, look, you know, his stand up is pretty good. I mean, obviously, you know, he famously was on um, the Johnny Carson show. I think for like ten years. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, doing stand up. That's where they kind of saw him, and you know, that's where he sort of started coming to to prominence. But um, his stand up. Well, the thing not too is, bad. he's the I ultimate mean, clean comedian. Yeah, it probably swear. seems he a little dated. Now his his stand up style, but um, I don't know. But yeah, no he is the ultimate days, clean so. comedian, exactly. But, but, yeah. And I mean, he's like, not really you know, having a go at anyone either, is he? He's not. No. <laughs> yeah, correct. You don't get no, people coming on stage like and slapping him, so you know. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not going to get anything like that. 
Michael hey, Richards, like... on the other hand, eh? <laughs> oh, hey? uh, yeah. oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael Richards should stay away from from stand up, and yeah, certainly, yeah. like you know, stay away from throwing down with hecklers, as it turns out. He seems to, it does. He seems to crack under pressure a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a little bit. Probably doesn't work out too well for him. So yeah, the basic the basic setup of the episode is they're in the coffee shop. They're talking about the fact that Jerry got contacted by some woman that he met. I think when he was away on one of his stand-ups. Laura? Uh, Nora, yeah. Laura, and she's Laura. coming to town. Yes. Laura, played by um, Pamela Brule. Yeah, she's coming to town and she said, oh, you know, we might catch up. And so then there's there's basically this to and fro, backwards and forwards between Jerry and George about what does that mean in terms of does she actually intend yeah. that, you know, she wants something to happen yeah, between... You're, you're, you're the backup plan. You know, she ain't yeah, going to see you. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... He, and, and George kind of, you know, who, who's basically Larry David for all the... Yeah. You know, this is a sort of discussion that Larry and Jerry obviously have. Um, and I think in one of the early drafts of the script, I think George was actually a comedian um, in it and they were sort of there discussing stand-up comedy but yeah George is essentially like you know laying out for him you know about signals and what it means when women say certain things and and how they act and what they do um, and he kind of ropes in the the waitress you know uh, does this woman really yeah. intend to spend any time with Jerry um, based on the fact that she said you know she's being forced to come to New York for a seminar, yes, and they fix, might fix catch on the up. words forced, yeah, <laughs> yeah, forced. So she's and even Claire the waitress there. says no, no, yeah. And this was Claire's yeah, big she basically bit. Says, <laughs> yeah, she, 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 yeah. This is her her her, her shining moment, yeah. and um, yeah, saying, "Yep, no, this woman doesn't have any intention of really spending time with you. She's just being polite." Yeah, no, um, like, which uh, which was kind of George's point. Yeah, Jerry says, "Oh, I've got to do laundry. You'll come with and." And George, no, I don't want to come. And I like where Claire goes, well, he's going to perk up soon. I gave him caffeine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have this whole thing where he apparently can't have caffeine Please. because, you know, it, it affects him. I don't remember, was that really mentioned? I think, I guess, maybe after that he did drink decaf, but it was never really mentioned as no. a thing that he had a problem with caffeine after this episode, I don't think. Not yeah. that I no, recall. I no, I don't think it was either. Yeah, I, don't, I suppose, I don't but again, it, you know, it's a pilot, so they're yeah, they're dipping it. their and toes you know. in different things, and you know, like when Kramer or Kessler finally shows up in Jerry's apartment, he's wearing a, a bathrobe. But obviously, later on, they really got a style for Kramer. Yeah, and mm. that's what the costume lady and and Michael Richards was talking about. It's that sort of he's had clothes for a long time, so they purposely got very retro clothes for him. Well, the Michael yeah, Richards said he wasn't like... trying to be retro. But it it was meant to look like he'd had these clothes for a long time, and that's why his pants in later seasons were always too short because he'd never bought new pants. Yeah, I mean, there's a so they, they mentioned that he doesn't leave the building like for eleven years. He hasn't left the building. Yeah. So shut in. But <laughs> obviously, that's not. Yeah, because he comes in with two pieces of bread. He said, "You got any meat?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could see that they hadn't in in the first episode. They hadn't quite nailed the 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 Kramer character yet um and I think that's probably a lot to do with Michael Richards kind of developed into it yes um sure. what it became you know I mean obviously at this point what it was was kind of essentially like an impression of Larry David's friend Kenny Kramer and how he would act but obviously Michael Richards developed it into something that you know was far more physical comedy 
um, and quirky and weird. Yeah, they obviously um, because, tailored you know, it to it as it went on. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, you know, I think that's what Larry David said. Larry David said, look, you know, if you've got someone that that's elevating the material that you've written, you know, you let them run with it. You don't try and pull them down back to, to what you've written. You literally go, well, if, if you can do something better with it, you know, then by all means run with it. And I think that's what they let Michael Richards um, do with Kramer. So it became its own thing. So it was less an impression of Kenny Kramer as much as Kramer says, you know, Kenny Kramer says, you know, I'm the real Kramer. Yeah. Um, I, I think what Michael Richards created is probably nothing really like Kenny Kramer anymore. No. It's its its own unique thing. So it might have started like that in the first episode. So, you know, Kramer's character there's touches of, of Kramer there, you know, with like some of the facial and expressions and stuff, but it doesn't feel entirely like Kramer yet. No. Um, it's, they certainly stuck with the freeloading. Yes. Like he's never got oh, anything yeah. in his apartment. So he's always coming into Jerry's to go through the fridge to look for food or anything because he's never got anything himself. He was, he's always got the most useless things, which I love, you know, like the talk show set, um, like the, the, the super shower head. <laughs> You know, the super strong shower head, uh, like the, the sauna uh, that he yeah. falls asleep in or a spa yeah. or something, um, you know, but he's never got any food in his house. So, no. you know, the, they got that right out of the gate in the pilot. With him I liked in this episode where he says, uh, have you got any meat? And, he, and Jerry doesn't know. He's just going over. And he puts it, almost his old head and shoulders in into time. the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's crawling inside the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, it's a nice that, touch. that point as well, I think... Uh, I might be wrong. Uh, no, I don't think because, of course, he was in the UHF, the movie UHF, which uh, Retro had podcasted or Vidiot from UHF, and he was Stanley Spadowski. But I think oh, – I'm trying to remember what year that was. I think that was after he'd done the pilot for no, no, uh, no. Science. Oh, it might be. I, I remember like, – oh, No, it yeah. might have been before. He was really I remember. I remember seeing the first time I remember seeing Michael Richards was in a movie called Transylvania Six Five Thousand um, with oh, yeah. Richard Benjamin and Gina Davis, and um, he was weird as hell in that. There's like a scene where he they they go knock on the door and he's got this little puppet version of himself. It's a very very weird scene. I'm sure it's somewhere on YouTube if people want to go and find it. But um, it, Michael Richards stood out in that movie as like, who the hell is that guy? He's really weird. Um, so when you saw him as Kramer, it kind of makes sense. Or Stanley Spatowski and um, <laughs> Vidya from UH. He's a very odd guy. He's clearly a very, very yes. strange man in real life. You can tell that, like, you know, I mean, I think that's what they said. They said that, look, you know, Kramer in the show, Larry David and Jerry would say, um, it's he's a very insane character. Michael Richards is also an insane character, but he's not Kramer in real life, but he's insane in a different way. Um, so he's not a normal guy by, by any means. Um, so yeah, so in the part, so then they go to, um, well, they the go only, to, only note I've got in that scene where Kramer comes in is why is Jerry dressed as Mario? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit like that, wasn't it? It's there, there was some strange costume decisions. Red trousers, <laughs> joggers. <laughs> yeah, there's some very strange costume decisions in that I, first I, episode. They, I know it's the nineties, but <laughs> yeah, true. That I will say true. that George was definitely George. Yes, but oh it no, was, it was interesting. There's one when Jerry goes to clean his bathroom, uh, and George is standing there with Kessler Kramer. Uh, and Kramer says to him, oh, how's the real estate business coming along? 
So obviously in the pilot, they had the idea that George was a real estate agent, I'm guessing. Yes. yes. Mm. Well, they, yeah, they I think that's what he... Yeah, they stuck with that for a while. And I mean, then obviously, yes, George, you know, fell out of fell out of jobs, in and out of jobs, and that became a bit of a running thing, you know, the various different careers until he ended up working for the, the New York Yankees yeah, yeah. that he kind of fell into. <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, it just became this sort of running joke, you know, what occupation he was doing. But, um, yeah, they, they did initially have him as real estate Vandalay Industries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Art Vandalay. Um, and, of course, like you it. know, he famously designed the extension on the Guggenheim as well um, in, in his architecture, <laughs> yeah. fake architecture uh, yeah. career as well. Uh, didn't he, didn't he, he say he was a, um, at one point, a marine biologist? A marine biologist, yes, that, that's exactly yeah. true. Yep, yep, yeah. he was a marine biologist. Yeah, he's had a whole bunch of um, fake careers. I mean, Kramer's had a lot of fake careers as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I, wouldn't it's say, just... I wouldn't say Kramer ever had a career. No, fake uh, career. Kramer's a bit like me Not with real jobs. jobs. You're in it for like two seconds, and then you're like, "This is boring," and then you just do nothing for a while, and you know. <laughs> he, he was very close to uh, becoming yeah. a lawyer, though. <laughs> Apparently, oh, that's right. You know, he was only an inch away right. from becoming a lawyer. Yes, yeah. you know that. That's how that works. You're, you're only ever like a little bit away from it. You know, he, when he says, you know, he was a little bit away from being a lawyer, he probably means, yeah, I just missed that six years of university that you have to <laughs> yeah, do to yeah. be a lawyer. Go to law but, school. But, you know, yeah. I was so yeah. close. To me, lawyers are like doctors. You just need a good memory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't need any street smarts. You don't – I mean, to be a good lawyer, it certainly helps to have street smarts. Uh, and to be a really good doctor, it helps to have humanity. But certainly that's not uh, something that's required to pass the bar. So basically, no, at the end of the day, true. you just need a really good memory. Oh dear, I'm out then. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm I, I would have been very good at it. I did a couple of law subjects at university, and I got HDs in those. So I should have got into the law. I would have been very good at it. I, d I don't mind being a bit of like a uh, pretend lawyer at, at, at times in emails and stuff. Oh but, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I, I would have been good at it. Colonel's been a pretend lawyer for me a few times of the situations yeah. I've gotten into. So yeah, I, I know he has the he has the capability. Of it, for sure. Well, yeah. What are you supposed to but say? Like, Jerry's, Jerry's always the same. <laughs> you, always, you always go um, with the standard fault. You say, the money was just resting in the account. <laughs> <If you ask>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, of course, then there's that whole it's – a, it's a funny thing, Seinfeld, because, you know, uh, Colonel and I talk about it a lot because uh, yeah. we both love it. And – a lot of people, you know, I know Angry Man, who's my co-host on on Retro, can't stand it. So no. Absolutely hate. He's wrong. Um, so he's and, it, right. and it's it is it's, yeah, it's Seinfeld's yeah. a bit like coriander or cilantro. Some people call it. Uh, you either love it or you hate it. I don't think there's any middle ground on Seinfeld. You either completely get it, but I know with the people that don't like it, they're just like um, they're just four horrible, selfish people, right? <laughs> and yeah. you could see it in that way, but actually. When you watch the all the episodes of Seinfeld, they're some of the most generous people in the world. They go and pick random people up at airports. Yeah. They go and visit people in hospital that they feel bad about. Um, they do all these things. They have, they have they let people just walk into their own apartments all the time. I wouldn't do any of that. No. I'm no. two two billion times more selfish <laughs> than anyone on Seinfeld. I think that's probably why I. I relate so well to it because I mean they're they're essentially very self centered, selfish yeah. people, and you know that's kind of what I am. But they're in not a way. really. I'm really that's not a people person. 
Yeah, I think, not. I think they're basically good people. They just make some bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, there's the selfish part of them. And, and for people that don't get the humour of Seinfeld, they just come across as horrible and selfish. But, you know, they go to bar mitzvahs and, and baby showers and that's they always true. go and get they a They go to cake a lot more or, things than we do. You know, yeah, that's it. I mean, Carol and, and I are always trying to avoid going to anything. <laughs> Yeah. Anything at all, it doesn't matter. It, it could be the, the the second coming of Jesus, and we'd be like, "Yeah, we're busy. Sorry." Um, so we're trying to avoid. But the, these four, they go to everything. They, they, they <laughs> yeah. go to people they don't even like. They go to people's parties they don't even like. So to me, um, the comedy comes with them. Them, because otherwise it'd just be if you know if they suddenly started filming Colonel and I'd be the most boring show on earth. So. <laughs> Uh, they, they've got to put them out there to experience certain things. And, and you can relate, like, for instance, the episode with, you know, they're waiting for a table at the Chinese restaurant. Mm. And I think, you know, when we were watching that documentary, one of the people at, at, at the station said, you know, what, what, but nothing happens. You're just yeah. waiting for a table. And it's like, yeah, yeah that's where the comedy is because we've right. all done that. We've all experienced that. And you can relate to so many things or losing your car. Yes. You know, at Christmas time and you've been shopping and you park your car and you don't remember which floor you left it on. You know, things like that. There's I always a lot of things the, that are really uh, over the top. <laughs> the classic Simpson huh? thing. I said, remember we parked in the itchy lot. <laughs> 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 I'm still waiting for another soundboard noise. What else have you got, Brian? <laughs> I, I've got, only got a few. I've uh, got some classic oh. insults and, and, and I've got a little bit of Seinfeld. Look. Okay. <laughs> nice. nice. That's probably nice. about all you can play without getting a video pulled down these days. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. You can't See, do that, more I, than about. I've had seconds. a mental block. Was that? I know that's the theme to Seinfeld. Was that used in the pilot? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah they okay. actually. Yeah, the 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 theme was the the same. You actually hear it played during the episode. I mean, the funny thing is, like you know, we we're talking before about like you know, yeah, I was saying you know, they're selfish people, but I mean, when you think about it. In in this episode, I mean, the basis of it is like you know, this woman wants to come and stay with Jerry because yeah, she, she says she can't find a hotel. Hell, even though there's a, like a million good rooms. <laughs> yeah, which 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 is what you know George says. He says there's like you know, this is New York. There's like eleven million hotel rooms. This there's is no sure way thing. she can't find a hotel room. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. So you know, him and and Kessler are basically of the opinion. Look, you're a sure thing, and Jerry's of course bringing in a like a, a a mattress so she can sleep on it. He's making a, se- a separate bed for her yeah. um, just in case she doesn't want to. But yeah, they're basically implying, you know, that, that she's essentially a sure thing. Why would she be staying with you if she wasn't? Yeah. She's, she's coming to your house. Um, but then of course it turns out that. Can I just be a bitch for a second? How is oh. that dowdy, dowdy outfit on Laura? Yeah. Like I was it, real, I was. Just, mm. I hadn't seen the pilot for ages, and when she comes out at the airport, you're just like, oh. And, you, and I, I, being a bitch, I just instantly turned to Colonel <laughs> uh, when we were watching this, and I said, well, Jerry certainly stepped up his girlfriends in later episodes. He did. Oh, I'm, I'm, the same. I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm so sorry, Pamela Brawl. I'm sure that they yes. put you in that outfit, but. It's not good. It's the costume. It yes. wasn't great for her, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, certainly the the standard of his girlfriends in later episodes um, amped up a lot more. <laughs> Jane leaves. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he dated a few, you know, Terry Hatcher, yeah, like things and like you know, fabulous, <laughs> like the 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 man hands thing. I mean, there was and oh, the yeah. one where where like you know, depending on the lighting, yes, um, I remember two face. 
yeah, you know, it, it depending if the lighting was good, she looked great, and if the lighting was bad, she looked terrible. So <laughs> there was a few jokes like that, but on the whole, they were always like very, very attractive. And that's not saying this girl's not attractive, but yeah, the way she's dressed. George did um, all right for himself certainly... as well. I, I forget. <laughs> yeah. <Later afterwards. laughs> That's true. Because essentially you have no prospects most of the time. I found a lot of issues, and I know a lot of girls that don't like it, is how just the smallest thing would make Jerry drop the girlfriend. Yes. Didn't matter how hot she was or whatever. It was just the smallest. It was very superficial in that respect. Superficial, that's it. Yes. I think think that they're all more superficial than they are selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They they are very... um, superficial so yes mm. that, like jerry would drop a, a woman over the, the the minorest of things yeah um but you know that's part of you know the ongoing joke but i mean yeah of course in this episode she she comes over and to stay um and she wants why that she wants the lights dimmed if it gives yeah she wants why she like light dimmed. she's a message and, and the straight thing shoes is off and and yeah buttons so she, top and all that yeah She's giving all all the indications and then she gets a phone call and it turns out she's talking to her fiance and she's engaged, which makes the whole, I mean, it makes this whole episode very, very weird because why is this woman going to stay with a single man she barely knows (laughs) in, 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 in in New York? I'll tell you why. And she's got a fiance. I'll tell you why. Yeah. It's, a, it's a free room in New York. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I understand. But, yeah. but you know, it, 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 surely the, I mean, well, I guess that the phone call sort of indicates the fiance is not that happy about it. <laughs> I mean, she no. tried, basically convinces Jerry she wants to go on a five hour boat <laughs> yeah. ride around Manhattan. It's like, which sounds like just hell. I mean, you can see does, the it? look on Jerry's face. He's not looking forward to that idea. Um, I don't think you even asked fancy sure that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure he wasn't looking forward to it even less after she told him she's engaged. And he's like, yeah. "Oh, great! I get stuck on a boat for five hours with a with an engaged woman." Um, but you know, it. it essentially, and she asked you know, to stay the next night as well. Yeah, yeah, she asked to stay yeah, another night nights. as well. But, yeah. but this is, she's asked all this before he's found out she's engaged. She's engaged, that's it. Because I think she turns yeah. to him, she's and she's like, "Oh, I'd never get engaged," and he's like you're engaged and she's like oh yeah and she keeps talking he's like you're engaged she keeps talking you're engaged <laughs> yeah you can uh, so just see that look on his face like oh yeah. what was the point of this yeah <laughs> and, and that's, the, that's the basic plot of the whole episode it's not, that it's is not, yeah. that's essentially the plot of the episode jerry meets a woman she's coming to new york they try and figure out what her motives are, and it turns out she's married. There you go. That basically yeah. sums up engaged. this episode of Seinfeld. Engaged, yeah. sorry, yeah. She's engaged to be married. That sums up this episode. I mean, it's not the greatest story in the world. Um, it's certainly not the best episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's as I said, it's it's an episode that I don't think they even play when they normally play right. it. Um, I mean, on so, streaming. But, on... but interesting question to both you, Brian and hmm. Colonel. Uh all right, just hypothetical. If you were, if you, there was no other episodes existed, and you were a TV exec, and you just saw that pilot, would you back it? Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> to be honest, I don't. No, think I, I wouldn't either. No, I honestly don't think I would have. And it, 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 it is like you watch it, and you're like, yeah, this is definitely by far the weakest episode of Seinfeld that exists. <laughs> so I, I can see where Larry David's coming from, where he's like, yeah, I don't like watching that episode because I don't think it's. And, and the funny thing is, like, you know, just the next episodes, 
it's, you know, the next few episodes are so much better than that are. when, yeah. you know, they brought in like, you know, their friends to write it like Larry Charles and, and, you know, they had more control. Yeah. Um, and it, definitely it, the, the adage of Elaine, you yes. know, uh, Julia Louise oh, Dreyfus. Totally. Um, just completely just, but, j- just changed it. And it just, they're the, they're the most, I think, iconic team. I think uh, on television, and uh, that includes drama as well. Actually, I have a, um, a Lane sound clip I could play here. If, uh, sure. Yep. She's a she's a woman, sir. No, I mean she's a woman. She's a she's a woman, sir. She's clearly a woman, right? With all due respect. That didn't sound like a Lane to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Her balls must have dropped. <laughs> yeah. Got a deeper voice that went uh, that went shacks. Yeah. <laughs> But as you were talking yeah. about, you know, how Michael Richards sort of developed his character of Kramer, um, I, I, I don't know for sure, but definitely, uh, you know, Elaine's thing, apart from the bad dancing, was definitely that whole get out of town and pushing people. <laughs> and I've yeah. got this strong feeling that that was Julia Louise Dreyfus' thing. She came oh, up totally. with that. I, I think. Went, yeah, run with that because it's funny. This little, she's only short, this <laughs> little girl, little woman, just pushing these big guys constantly when she's, Surprise, you know, and nearly knocking them over as well. <laughs> uh, and that's an, that's another really good ongoing thing. There's the thing with Jerry with, with his cereal, uh, and mm. he's eating cereal in this one. So they established it's an interesting for anyone that hasn't seen the pilot and loves Seinfeld. It is an interesting thing to go back and it see is. to see what they they yeah, kept. You see George the, is pretty much George. Yeah, you see the genesis of it. Well, I think that's the thing. I mean, of all the characters, Jerry, who was obviously playing himself. And George, which was obviously a version of Larry David, who was, you know, one of the main creators of the show and main writers, um, they were obviously the most well-defined characters. I think Elaine, pretty much Julia Louise Dreyfus, got to create that herself um, to a large extent. And I think that um, Michael Richards obviously took Kramer and and made it it's his own thing. I mean, it's a bit like in one of the the later episodes where they're doing the pilot and they get the guy that's going to play Kramer and Kramer says to him, Oh, you know, I'm going to teach you, you know, how to be me. And the guy that's going to be playing Kramer on the the pilot says, no, I'm not going to do it the way you are. You are. I'm going to do it the way I want, which, you know, is what ended up happening. Really. Yeah. I, I yeah. can imagine Kenny Kramer saying to Michael Richards, you know, I can show you how to yeah. be me. And, and Michael Richards going, no, I'm not doing it like you. It's like yeah. that's not going to happen. They're all they're all quite good actors, apart from Jerry's a little bit wooden. Yeah, <laughs> steps out. That's I, the I, thing. Was, I was about to say the same thing, yeah. Brian. I was about to say even in the latest, you'd think he would have got better, but uh, I think because he's surrounded by three professional actors, and Jerry wasn't really a professional actor. No, he's um, a stand-up. He, I mean, oh, he oh he got fired. He was he was on the show called Benson. Yes, and he got fired um, from it. Yeah. And I he talked, got fired I talked from talked about it. that on my Benson uh-huh. episode. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go and check that out, folks. Check out, <laughs> check out Launching the Pilot, talking about Benson. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, when you're watching them, he does best, but he, he really came from stand-up and the other ones came from actors. I think it's just uh, compared so, to the others, it, it is. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's the thing. I mean, yeah, to be fair, they made see, a joke about it. You can see in some yeah. episodes him kind of, like, grin or try to stifle yeah. his laugh yeah he was um, never the best actor and i mean they made light of that in that that 
pilot where they did the pilot version where one of the NBC executives says that Jerry Seinfeld can't act. So <laughs> they obviously, you know, self-referentially made he's, fun of the He's fact obviously aware, that, you know, yeah. He's aware that, you know, he's not the best actor and he's kind of surrounded by people who are much better actors than him. And he's also aware that he's very, very rich and so is Julia Louise Dreyfus. But that's due to her family. <laughs> yeah, no, it turns out her grandfather's I, I like the way because obviously Jerry's uh, still around now, uh, driving lots of cars. And uh, mm. I know some people said to him, you look so good for your age. And he always puts it down to, I've never worked a day in my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I'm telling you, if you, if you want to age badly, work. Yeah, it's, it's not good for you. You know, I haven't <laughs> no, done 12 I'll agree years. with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I look 16. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you look younger than me and we're the same age. I'll give you that. I, I, I look a good we were, 20 we years older our than you. Apart- when we were selling our apartment, we were living together and the real estate agent that we got, and they thought that Colonel was my dad. <laughs> oh, ooh, oh, yeah. no. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I get that a Colonel lot. Colonel was like, do we have to go with this agent? Can't we go with another one? I don't like him. <laughs> so did you say, so Colonel, did you say to the agent, a uh, perfect clip? I call it bull talk for a one-eyed fat man. <laughs> <laughs> he, wa- he actually was yeah. fat. He was fat, yeah. And one-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> certainly annoying <laughs> uh, and also have a, a perfect clip to s- sum out the whole Seinfeld thing of, of what's going to happen and what has happened uh, in this clip Venture lies before them danger lies behind and as they go on searching what the troubles will they find no, I'm still here. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. oh. You thought you, 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 sound, you played, sound you played that and bailed. Oh, right. <laughs> wow. That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll put it back in the edit. It'll look, it'll look fine. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, good. You do edit. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Phew. Well, we've got nothing to pimp. I, no, I'm, I'm no, not doing Metro Cinema, so I, I can't pimp that. Uh, if you like art, my website will be up soon. So there's that. So I've been doing a lot of painting. Um, and uh, Colonel's got nothing to pimp. So, no. no. It's just, but so it, you think that... Honestly, this is the only podcast uh, <laughs> I agreed to do this year. So, Brian, you, yeah, very we, I did it because I think you're awesome. <laughs> this, this may actually be the last podcast I ever do in my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, now I've got now I've got you on Skype. Oh, <laughs> I'll be bugging you. <laughs> Have you done Breaking Bad yet? <laughs> no, no, no Breaking Bad, no Better Call Saul. <laughs> oh, okay. Ooh. Tempting, tempting. Ooh, it's tempting. Yep. Well, thanks very much for joining me to talk Seinfeld. Uh, I, th- Thank I you think we got us. most of the episode in, most of the facts. <laughs> yeah, we got there. Yeah, we got that. Um, I'm, just, I'm just glad Colonel was home in time. Yes. Um, and thank you for holding off. Uh, we no, meant to fine. record. We didn't yeah, know where the Colonel you. would be joining us. So, yes. Relief. <laughs> well, the, sh- the shopping fun. was coming at 10 it. to 11, so I thought, oh, it actually works out better. <laughs> I could be around for it. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, that's done. <laughs> that's it. That's it. There we oh, go. So we, we, oh, I was just going to say, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian, you enjoy for your evening. Thank you for having us. Yeah, that's great. It's a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely great. Yep. You're a joy and you still sound like Terry Jones. Yeah, I, I, I do not. 
I wish I could. <laughs> he does, doesn't he, Colonel? He does. I, I, I have no comment. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having right. us. And, yeah, thank you. You know, as I said, uh, people that enjoy Seinfeld, uh, you can track this down, the pilot. Check it out. See what you think. Would you, UK? if you it's were on executive. So get yeah. that quick before I take yeah. it off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if you were an executive and you've never watched any other Seinfeld episode, would you put this on air? So there you go. Yeah, exactly. it's a tricky one. Yeah. You can see yep. many shows get cancelled after just one pilot, but I'm surprised. Oh, for this sure, yeah. for sure. But that, you know, if if I was a TV exec, I'd, I'd say I want to see at least four episodes because pilots yeah. are, or as you know, I mean, you, you know, your podcast is launching the pilot. Pilots can always be they're the tip of the iceberg, but they're not the the show. No, they're not. Uh, usually. So, you know, they should always watch a couple of episodes, have a couple of episodes in the bag, watch them, see where it goes. Um, but yeah, certainly going back and watching pilots of episodes is very interesting. Oh, I forgot to get you to score this out of ten because you have to do that. It's a legal requirement. Uh... Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're scoring um, just, the pilot. Just the pilot. Yeah. No, just like, the pilot. You guys love just... Seinfeld. Just the pilot. I give it a six out of ten. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably give it a six out of ten as well. I, I was going five because I thought it's a little bit weaker, but there we go. It's yeah. all the same score though. That's still quite a good score. Yeah. That's yeah. not too bad. It's no new monkeys, is it? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're um, I'm off to paint, uh, and Colonel's off to bed. And uh, thank You're you again, wine. Brian, for having us. <laughs> yeah. Baby, though I chose this lonely life, it seems it's strangling me now. All the wild men, big cigars, gigantic cubs. They're all laughing.